Hello, welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Emma. I'm Jacob. And we're almost done with our Star Wars season. We're getting pretty close. Uh, but we finally made it to the uh, the great and terrible, powerful, whatever adjectives you want to use, Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. See, it's the last one. The last, the last Jedi. <laughs> there he is. There she is. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, but... hashtag feminism. But... <laughs> It's oh fine. boy, we're gonna get I, into I this. I promise aren't we? I don't hate this movie. Yeah, uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I like I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, let's start in on our little things, and so we can dig into the meat of this meaty movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so my so yeah, if you this is your first time listening, we do a segment called Likes and Yikes. Mm-hmm. We talk about little things that we liked, little things that we didn't like yep. about the movie. Uh, so I'll go first. My my like, there's the scene where uh, Ray first goes into the library where the ancient texts are, and like Luke's like, you know, what are you doing here? And she's like, I told you what I'm doing here. And he's like, No, like, what are you really doing here? And she like sort of gets really vulnerable and is like, I'm really scared. Like, I feel this power inside me and I don't know what to do with it. Um, which I think is actually like one of Actually, like, maybe one of my favorite moments in Star Wars, like, period, mm. that it's, like, I getting mean, it's into good. this. Yeah, <laughs> this, this like, I mean, I think there's an element of the Force, or sort of discovery of the Force, right, mm-hmm. that's, like, related to adolescence, to to growing up. Yeah. And, like, finding, you know, trying to, like, discover who you are. And this mm-hmm. is particularly, like, for Rey, who's... Well, yeah, it relates you know, to, because I talked about this in Force Awakens, like, yeah. she only sees the Force in terms of, like, survival. Right. And now she's in a place where it's, like, she has to move beyond that. And right. And it's, like, really scary. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a really good moment, um, and there's just this slow <laughs> zoom, and that's my, like... <laughs> <laughs> the zoom. Uh, the zoom. Well, but it's just, it's a really, like, subtle touch Mm -hmm. that i think like this movie just has a really deft hand Mm -hmm. in i mean at least in spots right where it shows this um this like understanding of how to like tone a scene how to make it work and i just think this is like this slow shot which like is both like it's very emotive but it's also increasing tension Mm -hmm. um it's just really smart and, and careful in a way that like yeah like i mean there's I don't know, like, I don't know if they've really seen, like, cinematography this good, like, in the series? <laughs> yeah. And I know that, like, I'm not, like, I, there are a lot of Star Wars movies I like better than this movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is not, I don't think, close to my top of the list, right? But I just think it's, yeah, like, it's very well directed in spots. I think this kind of shows that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my yike is, uh, so not all of, but some of the Porg mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the thing about the porgs is, so my understanding is I, I could be wrong and feel free to correct us uh, mm-hmm. via email or Twitter if I'm, but I heard that they, they, on the island, they filmed yeah. this stuff. There's a lot of puffins and you can't have puffins in space, <laughs> you know? And so they replaced it like, mm-hmm. you know, post-production with the porgs and stuff. Um, and like, that was also something, you know, they did on set, right. Yeah. And whatever. Um, and so I like that. Like, I like sort of this inventiveness with, like, yeah. using mm-hmm. stuff. And I think there's a few moments with them. Like, I think that first beat with Chewbacca when he's about to eat the, you know, <laughs> is, like, funny and good. Um, but there's also an element, and I think this is actually a tension that kind of runs through this movie in general that we'll get into. Um, is that, yeah, like, very clearly, it's like, the or like oh, yeah, like, we're going to sell, like, 
millions of plushies <laughs> with this, yep. you know? Yep. And there's just moments where that really beca- feels really clear where it's like, oh, I feel like this isn't the movie because, like, somebody wanted to be there, but mm-hmm. because, like, this is a way to sell merchandise. See, and, I like, feel like, for me, it's like, yeah, like, the first few shots where they're just, like, on the island, there's, like, the shot with, like, the the porg taking care of the little baby ones. Like, yeah. they're so cute in the background. And, like, yeah, occasionally, like, it's fine when they, like, have, like, a beat, you know, where yeah, it's, like, right. focused on them. Um, but, but, and it's, like, I would almost, like, I'd be, like, more likely to buy a porg if it was, like, this right. cute, like, beautiful thing in, like, the background. Right. But as soon as it's, like, gosh, like. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think about, like, the, the comparison for me would be, like, I mean, in, in Prince Mononoke, which you haven't seen, there's mm-hmm. these little forest spirits that mm-hmm. show up. And they're just very distinctive and, like, you know, I'm sure you can buy, like, pins and, and, you know, whatever else of them, right? But it's just this very, like, it's, they sort of get their own, like, emotional space. Mm-hmm. And the movie's never like, look at how cute they are. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, Princess Mononoke, like, there's only one of those movies. And it's yeah. not, like, a big brand, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so it doesn't have those kinds of pressures on it, right, the way this movie does. Um, anyway yeah so what are your likes and yikes so my yike um we'll end on a positive note um my yike is ray's makeup i hate it so much and like obviously like she's got makeup on in force awakens like it's a movie everybody's wearing makeup like yeah and stuff Mm -hmm. but i feel like force awakens like pays attention to like uh, you know her hair like being disheveled and like her clothes like, always being dirty, and, like, you know, and just kind of, like, this, like, natural and, like, hard look, and then in this movie, it's, like, she's more put together, and, like, her clothes are, like, you know, um, more, like, slimming or, like, feminine in some way, and, like, and stuff, and the worst part is, like, when she, like, gets, like, puts herself in, like, the posted, like, the box to mail herself to Kylo Ren, it's, like, there's, like, this shot, close-up shot on her face, and it's, like, she's, like, fully done up, and it's, I just hate it so much. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Ray so much, and I love, yeah, I mean, listen to our Force Awakens podcast, and, uh, just listen to how much I love her. Um, my sweet, precious lesbian space daughter, but, like, this movie, I feel just, like, like, dolls her up in this way that, like, doesn't feel natural either to the character or, like, the world or the situation. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I mean, yeah, I wonder if, I mean, yeah, I don't feel like it's something that bothered me that I noticed. I wonder if they, like, brought on, like, a different makeup artist, you know, than the one they had in the past. Or, like, yeah. who, who, like, I'm I don't, not, like, I'm not ma- fully kept up on the, uh, like, the Tumblr gossip on uh, Daisy Ridley because I know she does have a close relationship with the oh, make- okay. with one of the makeup artists right like um, i don't know like yeah i yeah I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anything but- about this uh, but yeah i just but- wonder like who you know because i think that's that's a very like minute thing and like who knows like who mm-hmm. well it's my yuck <laughs> yeah well no but no but who who in the chain made that decision it's just an interesting thing to think about, yeah no and it's yeah i'm not i'm not being like yeah, yeah it could be as simple as like yeah it was like a different person um but, you know, of course, in my brain, um, with this movie that I don't, you know, that I like parts of, yeah. um, but I, you know, have somewhat of a grudge against, you know, to me, it speaks of, like, <laughs> the degradation of, and, like, care of both Daisy Ridley and Ray. But that's, 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 I will calm down. <laughs> All right, tell me about your like. Pardon me. Um, my like is, um, 
you know, when Luke shows up to fight Kylo Ren, um, and he just, you know, gets, like, totally blasted, um, and stuff, and, like, you know, completely demolished, but then the smoke clears, and he's still standing there, because obviously, you know, it's not really him, um, and he just, like, brushes off his shoulder, like, just very coolly, and stuff, and it's, like, it's perfect, it's, like, it's my sassy boy Luke, like, it's funny, I've, it's something that I've always liked, because my feelings have changed, you know, about the movie, gone up and down and up and down, but, like, that's a constant. Yeah, uh, we have to talk about this, um, this thing with Luke. What thing? And Mark Hamill that you showed me. Oh my me. goodness. Okay. Yeah. Digression. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So yeah. No. This is uh, this is important. So <laughs> Emma sent me this thing um, she found on Tumblr, and I'm just gonna read this aloud. It's a Star Wars movie fact. So I don't know what this is from. Maybe some Marvel comic back in the day. It looks um, like some maybe like trading card or something. Yeah. Who knows, right? Oh, but yeah. No, I see that now. There's like a background. Anyway. Um, says Mark Hamill of his role in Star Wars, TM. I realized that my character was really George Lucas when we were filming in Tusinia. I'm pronouncing that Tunisia. wrong. Tunisia. Tunisia, of course. Yeah. When I played the scene, I did it just like I thought George would react. And when I did it like that, George called cut. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's amazing. And the thing I think that actually, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I actually really like um grumpy jaded luke in this movie Mm -hmm. and i think there's something that's really resonant about it um particularly given that like i mean part of it's like man i have to you know i have to come back here and do this again Mm -hmm. you know um but also like yeah that like sort of luke at the end of return of the jedi is like man like you know i redeemed my dad and like i saved the you know destroyed the empire like things are great and then it's like yeah. Things are bad, and, like, I think that... I don't know. There's also some resonance there. Like, I feel like George Lucas is, like... I mean, I... I, did I it. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, I finished Star Wars. And maybe... Anyway, like, I, I I bet, you know, I don't think George Lucas has regrets or anything. And I wish him well. And apparently mm-hmm. he spent, like, a... I mean, yeah, like, you know, rich people are bad. But, like, mm-hmm. George Lucas spent a significant mm-hmm. amount of the dude. money, yeah, that he got from selling Disney on, like, you know, cheap housing projects and, like, supporting people. and know, like, he does a lot of education stuff. Right, and so he's, you know, like, yeah, like, shout-outs to a real one. But I imagine there's a little bit of grumpiness there, too, <laughs> yeah. you know? Some grumpy Luke. Yeah, it feels it's akin. Valid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, you brought up this thing with Yoda that I think is maybe a good way to sort of kick off our discussion. Mm-hmm. Or do you have something else you want to dig into Yeah, first? well, yeah. First, I wanted to talk about, um, yes, let me make it clear. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. Okay. Um, and watching this movie, um, again, was pretty valuable. Um, because I was, like, pretty <coughs> angry about a lot of Last Jedi, um, for a while. Not, like, you know, I mean log on to twitter any day of the week um and you'll see much worse than i ever felt but um but watching it again i was like i realized that a lot of my reaction was based on like things outside the quote unquote text um either other people's reactions to it or um you know deleted scenes which we might talk about a little bit yeah, mm-hmm. um because i am still upset about that <laughs> um i mean it is a very long movie and um um but like 
but yeah, just watching it, um, I realized I kind of came to the same place where you were with Force Awakens, where it's like, yeah, I like a lot of parts of it, but yeah. like it just did not resonate emotionally with me hardly at all. Yeah. Um, and like to me, that was like that was the most upsetting thing because Star Wars for me is like so emotional, right? And like yeah. depends on that um, and stuff. And so yeah, like I'm interested to talk and stuff because I like I still have issues with it, right? Um, but like I think I've definitely cooled. <laughs> um yeah on it and or like i guess cooled um you know from one extreme well it's also i think it's it's a it it was a movie that got swallowed up Mm -hmm. so much in sort of this ongoing um i mean that yeah it became part of this weird culture war right Mm -hmm. and that there was sort of this idea i mean it felt like oh if you don't like the last jedi then you're misogynistic or right or there's like this element of you know um and the thing is yeah Yeah. it's just you know i'm not saying there there are definitely people out there who don't like this movie for Mm -hmm. for reasons for suspect reasons yeah i think it's it's kind of it's like there were (coughs) there were like an endless amount of sides oh yeah if you don't like the last jedi you're a misogynist but then if you do like it you're a misogynist and like you know and like all these in between things right like, yeah well and like that i mean yeah and the thing is that you know when i i mean i guess i could talk a little bit about my because my initial reaction to it was um super super positive was mm-hmm. like this was the movie that i wanted force awakens to be in mm-hmm. a lot of ways um you know like in retrospect at least that like like this is a movie that's that's you know dealing with star wars as a thing is trying to ask interesting questions is also like i mean i think um yeah, this is also an element. The fact that people find this movie subversive <laughs> is um, extremely strange to Lol. me. Um, and I mean, well, I think we'll get into that. Um, but I do think it's you know it's it's take trying to do Star Wars in new directions mm-hmm. and trying to do like um, you know interesting things with it and like um, pushing at you know some of the stuff right. Um, and I also, I just, I really like, I mean, I really like Mark Hamill a lot. Mm. I was a big yes. fan of the Batman animated series back in the day. And like, you know, I think, I mean, like conversations about the best Joker are tiresome and like bad because Joker is kind of bad, but like, he's really great. Mm-hmm. He's a really good voice actor. And he also puts in a just like incredible performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just so, I mean, I really wanted to do I, more work. I love my dad. Yeah, I want him to be, like, the dad in, like, a family drama. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, something like 8th grade, kind of. Oh and gosh. he's the dad in 8th oh grade. Oh, my gosh. You know? Like, the sweet I dad. Ha- I couldn't handle that. Yeah, you would just cry. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, you would, yeah. yeah. You cry a lot. Yeah. Not during this movie, though. I did not cry during this movie. No. I don't know if I've cried during any of the times that we've watched um star wars for the podcast no yeah i don't think um, you have i mean you have in the past yeah yeah <laughs> no i've cried plenty during star wars but uh yeah um and but also there was sort of i mean there was a really interesting review and i think i like was toying whether to talk about this or not but i think it actually shaped a lot of how i think about this movie yeah for um, sure yeah in frustrating <laughs> ways um but there's so there's a critic a film critic uh, that i quite like andrew hathaway um who wrote a very negative review of, mm-hmm. of last jedi um, anyway, he writes at his own website called Can't Stop the Movies, mm-hmm. just to be clear. And uh, he, anyway, he basically argues, and it's a, it's a really interesting direction, basically, that this movie is, like, not 
subversive at all and in fact is this kind of like justification of like corporate power mm-hmm. basically and it's like this you know big branding thing and like nothing happens in this movie and, and I think there's a lot about that that I disagree with um, but I think it's something that I still want to wrestle with and that this movie like doesn't certainly doesn't adequately think about mm-hmm. um, yeah like maybe we can get into that a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, one of the images that Andrew Hathaway talks about is um, so the ring yeah. that Rose gives a little kid mm-hmm. that shows up at the end of the movie is it, is it no it's not the final shot it's close to the final shot mm-hmm. because it like there's a zoom up on the ring and then it cuts back to him like holding the broom like a lightsaber and then there's yeah. the cut to credits right um, and so he's like yeah it's a cereal box ring <laughs> like it's a brand you know yeah. and and like when I first read that line and actually still I kind of bristle mm-hmm. because I'm like no it's not just a like it's symbolic of this like you know resistance of like finding hope and like mm-hmm. you know in, in darkness and like all this stuff but it's also like but yeah it's also a brand mm-hmm. like yeah. it's also I'm sure you know I can go to Walmart <laughs> and buy that ring yeah. right or the equivalent of that box. ring in a cereal box right like mm-hmm. and how, you know, this is a movie that's trying to wrestle with Star Wars' legacy, but also doesn't... Well, actually, no, it does. But I don't know if it adequately confronts this sort of, like, corporate element to yeah, it. Yeah, and no, I with that, I think it's <coughs> interesting um, of another thing, because for me, like, it ties back to something that Holdo says, um, I think when we first meet her, that she says, like, the symbol of the resistance um, is, like, a beacon... I can't remember the exact wording, but she's, like, the downtrodden and oppressed of the galaxy, like, know our symbol, and, like, they right. know us mm-hmm. and what we stand for and everything. And, like, yeah, that, obvi- that like, does make sense in this movie. You know, we talk about, like, Rose obviously, like, comes from, like, this really, like, oppressed background um, and stuff, and, right. like, we see it, like, with the little kids um, and yeah. everything, but, like... Well, but everything, both, like, in this movie and, like, generally in Star Wars, like is so ill-defined, like, the organizations and, like, the different parties at play Mm -hmm. beyond just, like, these families and individuals. Right. Well, I think that's something that I think, I mean, you know, despite, like, the ill of the prequels in some ways, like, that the prequels do actually a really good job of is setting Mm -hmm. up this, like, very sort of concrete politics. That's, like, the best part of Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. It's, no. like, talking about the slavery that's going on and how, right. like, you know, yeah. the, the Republic, like, isn't doing anything Well, about yeah, well, and this indifferent, like, this sort of, the, you know, that they go to the Republic to, like, appeal, yeah. and they just won't do anything, yeah. right? That there's, like, this, and, and, you know, and how this sort of, like, heartless bureaucracy, like, helps bring in mm-hmm. fascism, yeah. right? That that, like, yeah, I mean, that stuff is, like, really interesting mm-hmm. and feels resonant, I think, especially yeah. now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is that, like, I mean, I think there's there's moments, like, I love the scene when Rose is talking to Finn mm-hmm. about the casino. Yeah. And it's one of the few moments where I think these concrete politics come through. And, like, yeah. I, 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 mm-hmm. I, I want to put my fist through this lousy, beautiful town is, like... Uh, just yes. in like a really great I got chills. I love Rose. She's so, so good. much. No, that and that that's such that's one of the most powerful emotional beats in that movie. Yeah. So I, I don't think I want to say that like there's no politics in this movie, but like the yeah. the first order and the rebel it's, alliance, it's I mean, and so, the resistance. <laughs> exactly. It's they're so yeah. ill-defined. Yeah. Um and stuff and it's like yeah, and it does it it goes back like to this was a problem in Force Awakens as well. Like if the re, you know if the resistance is like sanctioned by the yeah. government, which now no longer exists. Right. But and yeah, you I know, sort of wonder like this gets stuff. me curious about like reading the novels and mm-hmm. stuff if it gets 
more into this. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's some resonant stuff being done. And I also think, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I want to, I want to talk about Del Toro's character, whose name DJ. Mm, DJ. Because Del I think Joy. that that scene where he's like, oh, the Rebel Alliance. I mean, the Resistance and the Empire <laughs> and are the same. <laughs> yeah, First you know? Order. First, I mean, it's, they, they call it the Empire too, though, right? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe not. doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Um, and he's like, oh, it's it's just a machine. And, like these, and the thing is, like, that moment, like, he's talking about Star Wars. He's not talking about the actual, like, the actual fascism. And, yeah. like, and, like, you know, the resistance or whatever, right? Like, he's talking about, like, that Star Wars itself has an active interest in keeping these conflicts going mm-hmm. and making them, like, continue on yeah. into. Like, that there's no end to Star Wars, you know, like, conflicts, right? There's no mm-hmm. sort of, like, light at the end of the tunnel. There will always be this sort of, like, reflective, you know, battle between light and dark, right? Um, it's deep, babe. Yeah. And, like, I don't... The thing is, I don't think... The thing is, I don't think it is that deep. It's just <laughs> capitalism, right? Yeah. It's just, like, capitalism working. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting moment. And my... <coughs> excuse me. My brother pointed out something really interesting, and I think it's one of the mm-hmm. few uh, emotional beats that Finn really gets in this mm-hmm. movie, which is really unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. that, sh- that he um, that he sort of like, you know, at the end of the, by the end of the movie, like he's like, no, like the resistance and the first order are not the same. Yeah, and that he sort of has this you know realization of that, right? Mm-hmm. And like becomes radicalized. This is something my brother yeah. pointed out. Right? No, no, Shout that's true. And like, yeah, shoutouts to Matt. That's like another thing with this whole movie because like I hated that scene um, out of context yeah. because like the way that people took that scene and they'll be like oh like this means like both sides are equally bad and like let's apply this to like real world situations and like all <laughs> right. this crap that was happening on Twitter and I'm like I hate this so much yeah, no. but then like watching it in the movie I was like this makes sense yeah well like, I think I think there's, there's a something. weird there's a weird thing that people take elements of this movie that I think that I think the movie speaks out pretty clearly against mm-hmm. and Del Toro is an example Del Toro's character right yeah. uh, DJ that he like yeah like his position of just like oh well like I'm just going to profit off the bat. Like, you know, they're already fighting and profit each other anyway. I might as well just kitch along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Like, is pretty obviously toxic. Yeah. And, like, you know, and not representative of any, like, nuanced moral position, right? Mm-hmm. And the same goes, like, like when Kylo's, like, let the past die. <laughs> like, he's the bad guy. He's <laughs> yeah. the villain of the movie, right? Yeah. Like, that... You know, and yeah, he's saying, and he, and he, you know, can't even follow his own advice. Right, <laughs> he cannot. No, um, and like that. Yeah, I mean, you point out that like he can't kill his, can't kill Leia, and mm-hmm. can't like you know, and like even at the end of the movie, like Luke's like Hans, I was gonna be with you, which is yep. also such a good moment. It is. Um, and like he can't get over the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and like that. Yeah, like it's. The, I think the movie is really explicit about how like yeah like the past is valuable mm-hmm. actually and like the, how there's this this connection to it yeah and this break from it like are necessary yeah, both. you know right um which i think yeah again like i you know i'm speaking of this and i'm liking this movie more as i'm talking about it mm-hmm. but it is like yeah what you know 
like what is that past? What is this present? You know, mm-hmm. and who are the actors, the political actors in this present? Yeah, and what do they represent? Is yeah. still so. Like the only th- distinction between the First Order and the Empire is that it's more theatrical. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And even like the Empire itself, like there's, there's a lot like the little details like oh yeah. we cut out the Senate, you know. Yeah. And like you, you know. I like, mean, the power of the Empire is in the mundanity. Right. And I feel like that, you know, like yeah. Again, I'm not saying like that. There's some really profound like, you know. That like yeah like New Hope is this really like intellectually rigorous examination yeah. <laughs> of fascism, right? But there is this there's this sense of grainy reality mm-hmm. to the way fascism works and yeah. how it operates that's just not there in mm-hmm. Force Awakens or Last Jedi. Yeah, I think like this whole issue <coughs> kind of just like speaks to how I feel about the movie as a whole. Like I really like the parts of it. Like, I really love, yeah, like, this examination of, like, both, like, learning from the past and treasuring it, but also moving beyond it Mm -hmm. um, and stuff. But, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Like, as a whole. Like, the parts are greater than the whole. Yeah. Well, that was something that was really weird. I mean, I saw this tweet. I don't remember who it was. I mean, it's good because I'm about to dunk on it. (laughs) Um, But this guy was like, yeah, like, Last Jedi is the only movie that's, like, not just about Star Wars since (laughs) Star Wars. To the original one. And that, that like, was so weird to me. Because, like, yeah, like, it's, like... I mean, the thing is, I actually think... And maybe this is, like, a, a spicy take. But this is... I mean, with the exception of Force Awakens, mm-hmm. I think the movie most interested in Star Wars and examining, like, Star Wars' legacy almost to the detriment of, like, concrete... <laughs> like, not that it doesn't yeah. have that stuff, to be clear. Like, yeah. there are... It does have messages, I think, and ideas that, like, you know, transfer to real life. It's not just this empty metafiction, right? But, like, you know, it's a movie that's really interested in in Star Wars. Yeah. And, like... You can't tell me the movie where Force Ghost Yoda comes to talk (laughs) about ancient Jedi text is not about Star Wars. Right. I mean, I I don't think he's saying it's not about Star Wars, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, but, yeah, this is the thing. And also, like, man, like, watch the prequels again. Yeah. Those movies are about a heck of a lot more than just Star Wars. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and I mean, we we talked about this before. I mean, yeah, I don't need to bring this up. But, like, yeah, like, the the way the prequels, like, deploy the imagery Mm -hmm. of the original trilogy is way more loaded Mm -hmm. and, like, with implication and meaning in the way that imagery except with exceptions mm-hmm. um that last shot of luke looking at the two sons will oh. always make me cry yeah um, it's good it's extremely it's good. Very good so yeah with exceptions but like the way sort of the you know the prequel trilogy uses the imagery of the original trilogy is like a lot more pointed and direct and meaningful mm-hmm. than the way last jedi or force awakens uses them mm-hmm. um yeah I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else with, like, that I want to say about, like, the politics of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, we could talk about Rose, because that's so yeah. much. Right, of, let's talk about, yeah, that's like, actually a good place to yeah, go. Yeah, so this. much of the concrete, <clears throat> like, meaning just comes from Rose. Right, well, I think that's something that's so weird, again, that's really weird about, I mean, this is on the negative side, mm-hmm. right? People like, Rose doesn't do anything for this movie. <laughs> She and, does everything. For right, this like movie. no, she when she you know when she rescues Finn, <laughs> which is good. Yes. Um, and says like you know we it's not about what we like destroy it's about what we build. I mean, not mm-hmm. doesn't say that, but like do you yeah, it's um, 
it's not about fighting what we hate. It's about saving what we love. Right. Like, that is the thesis of the movie. <laughs> you know, in a big way. And that's, like, yeah. essentially Poe's arc in that movie is transitioning from fighting what we hate to saving what we love. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, important. Yeah. You know? And and people hate her for some reason. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I actually, I think maybe, ugh, I don't know if I want to get into the discourse about hope punk. But okay. maybe this is an interesting because there's an element of I mean, okay, we should set this up. So there's an article recently about basically a nonsense Tumblr post <laughs> that's like the the opposite of grimdark is hope punk, which is one of the worst sentences I've ever read. Yeah. I did um, not read this article and I don't want to. Yeah, you should not. It's really not worth your time. Um and yeah, it's just weird. Like I think uh you know, uh, Jackson from Abnormal Mapping pointed out that like two of the works they put in the like examples of TV sh- or like film and TV mm-hmm. was Brooklyn Nine Nine and Children of Men, <laughs> which is like this is not a useful aesthetic category. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think there's you know but then people sort of started talking about it and I think he said some really interesting things about like how like yeah like hope is easily manipulated mm-hmm. right and is often used to like reaffirm the status quo. And what we need to some degree is, like, maybe, yeah, like, hope for the future and whatever. But it needs to be tied with, like, anger and, like, concrete, mm-hmm. you know, political positions, right? And so I'm sort of wondering, like, I mean, yeah, maybe, I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but, like, is this sort of saving what we love, like, is what does that mean? And, like, how do you, yeah, like, source like, that in the world? Anyway. Because Rose does have both. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you mentioned it, the line where she's like, I want to, you know, right, destroy yeah, this. Totally. Like, she is angry. Um, and stuff, but it makes, you know, me think of, I, I mean, we have this poster up in our home. Um, it's a John Green quote where he says, like, the world may be broken, but hope is not crazy. Yeah. And so I think, like, yeah, both are necessary. Right. Or, like, yeah, like, like, hope is, like, this really, like, positive and powerful force, but, like, it's also not crazy. Yeah. Like, it's not meaningless. Um, but then, yeah, like, the, the same thing goes, like, with anger, right? You know, like, both, I think, can be, like, channeled. Yeah. Both can, like, become debilitating if you let right. it. Um, well, this is an interesting thing with Star Wars is, like, I mean, Rose, like, yeah, anger is always kind of bad. Yeah. You know? At least, like, it seems mm-hmm. like it is. And, like, well, but... I'm, <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, right. I feel it's like we talked about of, it. Yeah. It's, like. Like, you know, in the prequels, like, the Jedi are like, oh, like, anger is bad and you need to, like, control your emotions and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, that control and, like, trying to suppress anger that, like, leads to negative outcomes. Well, I mean, not just negative. I mean, yeah, it's both, like, it's both, like, Anakin, you know, kills a bunch of people. Yeah. But also, like, he doesn't save his mom. Like, he could have saved his mom and does (laughs) not because he didn't listen to his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. And I think, well, I was going to say that, like, Rose herself, like, complicates that dichotomy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, she, you know. And yeah, Guess and what? Is... Rose is a real person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's, like, the most real person. No, well, like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is that. I mean, you said something on Twitter after we watched that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just about how, like, she, you know, both, she's both aware of 
how bad things are, but yeah. like if you you know, but has this like holistic view and like wants to yeah. make it better. Well, like it, <coughs> Star Wars is generally like about these like big stories. Um, mm-hmm. so that's like something that I like about Rogue One, which we're gonna watch soon. Um, is that like you know that it like focuses more like on like the individual, like kind of on these lower levels. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but like I feel in Rose, um, she both like she has like the optimism of star wars that like there like is a good side like there's the right side and like you know it like will overcome and stuff but she's also is like yeah she's like been down and like dealing with like the actual problems beyond well, like yeah, you the, know and the death of her sister right which <sighs> yeah which too. yeah which okay yeah i mean yeah we can get into Sorry, that yeah. um and stuff i just yeah i'm i mean Maybe we should just go back on my Twitter because I probably said it better there. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think that she has she has um, a perspective that not many people in Star Wars have, or at, that the movies don't show other people right. having. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's true. When I think that, yeah, like I mean, she's in so many ways like the heart of this movie mm-hmm. and brings out I think a lot of its best characteristics. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think yeah, like I mean. Like, there's an element of Rose that, like, like she doesn't care about, like, the mythos of Star Wars, yeah. I think, in a, you know, in a really good way. That, like, she's like, I just want to help people, yeah. you know? And this is something that's weird to me, like, I don't know. Like, people also could put, like, Rose didn't save the kids, <laughs> you know? <laughs> she saved the animals, but not the kids. And it's just, I don't know, like, I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't, it's a movie. And, like, also they were, you know, on the run and, like, I don't know, you yeah. just, like, uproot your whole life to go off, like, to some, like, it, and also they're about to, like, infiltrate an Imperial base. Yeah, like, you don't bring the kids. kids. Yeah, like, you, you know. You, like, give, like, I mean, yeah, it's like, like what a are they movie. Supposed to do if it's they, a like, movie, so she's, yeah. like, able to, like, give them hope and this symbol, which we talked about whether it's effective or not. Right. Right, but, like, no, and she think... does what she can. Yeah. And then she leaves right, because yeah. you can't take children. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's like, what you, yeah, if you like, but if you just let them run away, like, what good does that do? It's just, I don't know. I feel like people don't. I don't know. It's just, a, yeah. Again, like, it's a very cinema sinsy kind of criticism, right? Yeah. Um, um. Cursed be their name. Yeah, but I do. I do want to talk about Paige. I want to talk about her sister. Yes. Yeah. Um. Because again, this was a thing where, like, in between. I saw I saw Last Jedi twice in the theaters, and then I like haven't seen it in you know like ten months, mm-hmm. um, nine or ten months between when I last saw it and when we watched it together. Um, and one of the things that I really hated in that like period of time between viewings um, was that like Paige is so important, <laughs> um, like to Rose and mm-hmm. like her life and the story right and stuff and it feels like she kind of gets dropped um and like watching the movie like she that's not entirely true right like, right um you know there's she like mentions her you know like oh like my sister and i like grew up in you know like this environment or whatever and then like there's the thing where um dj like wants some collateral um yeah. and stuff and so she like gives her like her half of the necklace right um that she like shared with her sister and stuff so like there are these elements um but like and like maybe it's just i think the problem honestly the problem with this movie is it just like the timing is weird 
Um, yeah, no, it is both in connection yeah. like to other movies. Um, and just like within itself, um, and so like right. it just feels like cause we the first time we see Rose, she's like like crying by herself, right. and like I feel like Rose is obviously like very strong and like you know um, like well, very invested in doing know, stuff, but I feel like that weight would still be there, right? Yeah. And it and feels it, and it she's does like kind of vanish, yeah, yeah. And like her, if her whole thing is like about like saving what we love, it's like she could have been like. You know, could have said something like, yeah, like, it's terrible. Like, I'm, like, so sad that my sister died. But, like, I know that, like, she died, you know. Because, like, she was doing, you know, she was trying to save what she loved. Or, like, something like that. Right. Like, there are connections there that, yeah. like, the movie just, like, <clears throat> Yeah, and, like, to be to be fair, like, I... Oh, man, I, I feel like sometimes people uh, willfully uh, misunderstand, like, what the grieving process is like. Mm-hmm. And that it's not always, like... Like some yeah, sometimes you are like happy or mm-hmm. you are like you've experienced like a lot of different yeah. things. And so I think I mean, yeah, I mean I just saw people with like the you know, March for Our Lives activists where they're being like, yeah, Oh no you know and I'm not yeah, you are not saying this. But I do think at the same time, like, um I mean, yeah, and I think it's something we want to get into. There's a way in which this movie sort of um passes over or does not fully acknowledge like uh like the pain of the women in it. Ding, 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 ding. Um, and I think, a, the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this the is. The movie is interested. It, the movie's not interested in the things I'm interested. Right. In. Yeah. That's. And that's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. Well, no, but that's, but I think, I think it's not just that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's an element of it. And I think like, yeah, like I, like I really find the stuff between like Luke and Kylo really interesting. I like the stuff it's talking about the Force and like you know mm-hmm. how it's dealing with like Star Wars its legacy. Yeah. I think that stuff is really interesting. But I do think yeah, like I mean we <coughs> we haven't talked about Holdo yet, no. but something you Love. pointed out that like I think is really really smart is that this movie is really invested in being like oh yeah like wait, look look at like this competent woman <laughs> and this man who doesn't believe her doesn't believe that she could be competent but mm-hmm. really she is and she's like totally awesome and she does get like one of oh, yeah. the most killer moments of the movie it's so good it's an extremely good beat yeah when she you know mm-hmm. yeah i get like the everybody. you know the first time i saw it in theaters i had like almost zero like reaction to it yeah. um which was like spooky for me but that scene like where oh she, no like, that's just she goes in the lights it's so good it's yeah it's so good. That's really good. I was shook. Um, but, like, I think that, you know, we talked a lot about this when we talked about mm-hmm. the prequels and talked about the original trilogy. Like, all of the women in these movies <laughs> are super competent. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, it's, this movie is addressing the wrong problem. Yes. Yeah. It, like, mm-hmm. perpetuates the problems that it continually does by, like, you know, um, like not paying as much attention to the, to the women that it should or like yeah. using them in the service of men's stories um it like perpetuates that problem while also trying to say like look we've like solved you know like feminine our feminist problems right yeah. like we're addressing this and it's like you're not yeah. like yeah it perpetuates the problems that it always had and tries to fix a problem that was never there right yeah and i think that's like one of the things i mean i Again, like, it's a weird thing because the way people get riled up about the Poe subplot mm-hmm. and, like, the, you know, like, sometimes it's weird and, like, you know, grounded often, like, in uh, misogyny and, mm-hmm. like, you know, but at the same time, like, I'm, like, 
yeah, I just, I mean, we were talking about this before the podcast, but like, mm-hmm. I just wish there was one more thing that like made, like, I don't understand why someone just can't tell Poe or like tell the other people <laughs> who are clearly also confused, like what is happening. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think there could be a reason for it, right? Yeah. And the movie could just take 30 seconds to like set up something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think, yeah, either either adding something or I think also maybe taking away something. Yeah. Like if the movie took away the explicit like gendered things about it. Right. Where like mm-hmm. Poe is like, oh, like this lady and she's got like purple hair and like, right. you know, and yeah. stuff. And like also the weird stuff where she's like, you're so sexy. Um, like in the middle. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is Oscar Isaac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, but like, I feel like, yeah, either like adding something or taking away like that element. Right. It's like, I mean, it yeah. can be like, I think, I think, yeah. And I think like it's a good arc for Poe. Um, right. and stuff and like a lot of like the stuff that Leia says to him like it's all really good I yeah. really like that stuff oh yeah no um, I, I actually I really like Leia in this movie too yeah which we should talk about she's awesome <laughs> yeah um yeah again like there are parts that I like but like as a whole like the execution like it just feels off right uh oh, sorry I'm just thinking about Leia now I mean uh, why not yeah I guess yeah we can talk about Leia I just don't want to like I just think you're right. I just think the holo, like, yeah, that's the part of the movie that I think feels weakest to me. Mm -hmm. And not because, like, yeah, it's just, and I think this is part of this movie, and I don't know if this is a problem exactly. Um, I mean, Rob Zachney's talked about this on Idol Weekend. Mm -hmm. Shout-outs to Rob Zachney, a writer at Waypoint. Um, You know, how this movie, like, moves at the speed of plot is, like, very, you know, very interested in very particular things that are not, um, mm-hmm. comprehensive ideas of space-time, uh, which at least the previous movies in Star Wars, like, maintained some kind of semblance of, or at yeah. least illusion that, like, things kind of made sense, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah, this movie is just not interested in that, and so it's, I mm-hmm. think, like, that section of the movie suffers the most yeah. for that, where it's, like, I don't, like... Yeah. Yeah, the the stakes of it become like we kind have of this and... very specific time thing, and everything <laughs> revolves around this time that's right. poorly defined. Yeah, well, and then also it like makes no sense. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's weird that how like it it like the instant you get into like concrete things like we're running out of fuel, and like you know it, it becomes like wait, how does any of this even work? Yeah. Like what is going on? You know, oh, you um, know. and like and I don't I don't know if that's a problem. Like I think Star Wars is always it's always <laughs> relied on this kind of logic, mm-hmm. and I always have thought of it more as like sort of spiritual allegory and mm-hmm. like then sort of a, a real world, um, which I think is maybe both good and bad. There's you know mm-hmm. I think there's yeah like. Anakin kills a lot of kids. <laughs> um, and so it's hard, yeah. you know, and I, I get people who can't make that hurdle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's it suffers a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Leia. Um, because oh, I think, Leia. I was just thinking about, because I, I actually, I think one of my favorite moments in the movie as well is when she uses the Force to save herself. Aww. Because it's just so, it's so surprising, but in, I mean, for me, it wasn't like this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, like this makes sense. Yeah. And I also think like there's, I just really like the idea of like Leia, like training herself on the force, mm-hmm. but like not like being a Jedi that she's yeah. like uninterested in that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that she's like, I'm just going to use this when it's necessary. And like, yeah. you sort of work with it in this much more like, I mean, like, obviously it's such a dramatic moment, mm-hmm. but like in general, it's like in a more subtle sort of like, 
like, um, practical. Right. And I think it actually ties into, like, how Luke uses the Force at the end of this movie, mm-hmm. where it's, like, this very, you know, it's not, a, he's not even attacking anyone. Like, nobody could be harmed by his, like, projection, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it's also this sort of, like, incredibly powerful yeah. act. And right? incredibly exhausting. Like, right, for yeah. both of them. Right. And so I think that there's, I, I think it ties into that really well. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's weird that this isn't a movie that's about Leia, and it's also, like, the last movie we'll get with Leia, which is, like, sad. I'm just so sad. Um, but I, I think, like, there's, I really like the stuff with her in this movie, and I think it's all yeah. really well done. And I think, yeah, I mean, like, that scene between her and Luke oh, is just really I'm good. i cry. It's so good. Yeah. Which apparently Carrie Fisher ghost wrote. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, so yeah, I, really she, anyway, so, anyway, I should look this up, but she was a script doctor, and, did, and she script mm-hmm. doctored all three of the prequels, <laughs> reportedly. Uh, um, so it could have been worse? Could, yeah, who knows, <laughs> <laughs> right? I like, there's, it's funny, because there's two writers on, uh, there's two credited writers on Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. and when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, it's the other guy. Like, he's all the bad, all the good stuff, that's Lucas. All the bad stuff is Jonathan Franson or like whoever that guy is, you know, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Oh man, um, no, Leia's so good. And I'll say like, yeah, that moment. Ah, yeah, I don't understand people who hate that moment. Like yeah. maybe like I can understand like maybe the visual of it like is like yeah. a little silly or like over right. the top or something. Right. But like, yeah, like it it was not as extreme um, a moment as like when I saw force awakens in the theaters and like when lay um when ray like grabbed the lightsaber and stuff and yeah. it was like it was like the culmination of like everything i wanted in life like as right. a child <laughs> but like on, it was like it was kind of the same experience like to a lesser extent it was like like it was like surprising but but like it felt right and i was like yeah. this is how it should be right and, like this is like always been there. well yeah i just yeah when i i really like I mean, yeah, it's just a bummer. And, like, I think that's one of the things is that, like, yeah, we never we never got to see Leia, like, become a Jedi or become, <laughs> you know, even though it's hinted at in, in Return of Jedi. And to be clear, like, I, you know, I'm sort of, like, split about whether, like, Disney should have Star Wars. I mean, like, not in the, like, they have it and, like, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But just sort of, like, yeah, like, there's a completeness to, like, after I watched Return of the Jedi... I was like, man, like, that's just, like, a really, like, complete thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you know, and you can make an argument that, like, you don't need the prequels or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that they add something to those movies and, mm-hmm. like, make them more resonant, at least yeah. for me. And, like, yeah, at the end, I'm like, man, like, that's just a really nice, like, finished thing. And then it's like, oh, well, here we go, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, but I think that, you know, it's, it's nice that Leia gets this moment of, like, yeah. incredible power that's also, like, so different than the way we've seen the force portrayed like yeah. earlier in, in, in you know in a in a i think a really like powerful mm-hmm. cool way it's just it's, it's awesome. a really good scene yeah mm-hmm. um leia is good leia's good she's also gay yeah <laughs> well she's there, bi well there's no and straight she... people in star wars as we've previously <laughs> yeah. discussed yeah. no but her I mean, her except... and holdo definitely had a thing in high school <laughs> yeah no there's some... you see the way they touch hands <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, the only straight people are Anakin and Kylo Ren. Yeah. 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 Kylo's an incel. <laughs> yeah, he is. He really is. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you there. Um, 
Yeah. Well, should we talk about... I mean, I feel like we haven't talked much about the island. Mm, okay. And, like, the stuff on the island. Okay. Um, I don't really know where I want to go with that. I mean, I think... Also, okay, I think that part where Luke is like, can you feel the force? And he's like, it's hilarious. I think that's <laughs> it's so amazing. good. It's um, amazing. No, I like that whole scene. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like all this stuff with 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 her and Luke mm-hmm. and sort of like, um, like, I also, yeah, I mean, I think people sort of like hashtag not my Luke stuff mm-hmm. is like both understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, actually, I mean, we talked about this yeah. when the movie came out and also like, you know, that when like Luke, like, almost i mean like pulling out his lightsaber and then just being like what am i doing is like mm-hmm. actually like so luke like so it's luke. like you know that like uh, he like him yeah. like almost killing vader and then be like wait y- y'all let's... fools yeah everybody needs to go back and watch return of the jedi because it is so good it's very good so good yeah um you know and like i just think that like that um and i think there's also like i think it's it's really interesting that I mean, and we'll see how things turn out with nine. Like, yeah, there were like two things that I'm like pulling for that I think are possible. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, don't give rape parents. Uh-huh. Don't give Kylo Ren a redemption arc. Right. Oh, nope, he's done. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't, because I think that the interesting thing about like the sort of, I mean, you, you maybe we can get into this sort of the return of the Jedi parallels, right. With mm-hmm. Kylo. But sort of the person who gets the redemption arc in this movie is Luke. Mm-hmm. Right? And not that he, like... And I actually really like that moment where he's, like... He, like, apologizes to Kylo. Yeah. But he's, like, are you trying to save me? And Luke's, like, like no. no. <laughs> I'm not, like... I know that, like... No. Yeah, like, you have chosen your path. And, like, I'm... Yeah. You know, it's beyond that now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love that. Like, that, you know... I, I don't know. And I think that also that, that final shot of, like, Luke looking at the two sons mm-hmm. is, like, so emotional because, I mean, we saw him as a youth, like, looking, you know, trying yeah. to be something greater than what he was. And then sort of, like, that moment is, like, a fulfillment of that mm-hmm. in, a, in a much more complex way yeah. than I think, like, we end up at the end of Return. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say, yeah, I think it's just, like, really... No, it's good. Yeah. It's so good. And I just, yeah, like, I like, you know, the thing is, I mean, particularly as someone who, um, like, yeah, the, the fallibility of Obi-Wan and Yoda, particularly mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. is subtext. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I, like, I, it gets very funny in Return of the Jedi, how, like, Obi-Wan's like, well, then, you know, if you can't kill your dad, then, like, that's it. Like, it's <laughs> over, you know? And he yep. is super wrong. He's so wrong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In fact, like, yeah, like, things would not have turned out good for Luke, mm-hmm. right? At least, you know, in that context, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that like, you know, that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but like, I like how in last year, it's really explicit mm-hmm. that like, you know, the movies like grappling with like, yeah, like the failures of the past and like, how do we you yeah. know, contend with and like, you know, work through that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the fact that like Yoda shows up and gives Luke a telling too is like a good way of also <sighs> talking about that. It's a good scene too. It is good. Yeah, I also just love I Luke is just such a drama queen. Because he's like he's like, I'm gonna burn it, I'm gonna burn it all. And then he's just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. I, can't. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. The sacred texts. Like I just think, yeah, like that's so human and it's also I think very much in his character. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk more about um Return of the Jedi Parallels, um, and with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, like Luke gets his redemption, right? Mm-hmm. And 
Kylo Ren better not get one. Yeah. Because, like, he made a choice. And what I think is so interesting, because obviously, like, the throne room yeah. um, mm-hmm. has, like, a lot of parallels to that. And I just kept thinking about um, in Return of the Jedi when the when the Emperor is like, strike me down and your journey to the dark side will be complete. Right. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And, like, Kylo Ren kills Snoke. And for me, that says, like, his journey is complete, right? Like, he's yeah. made his choice. And it's not necessarily, like, a dark or light side thing. Right. But it's, like, like he's killed Han and he's killed Snoke. And, like, that shows what kind of person he is. Like, right. he's not, you know, going to become, like, this, like, he wants to, you know, he's just, like, doing his own thing and he's, like, chosen who he is. Right. Um, That's interesting, and... but I also think, like, I mean, yeah, like, it's all, I mean, it's similar to, like, yeah, like, Luke's not supposed to kill Vader, mm-hmm. but, like, sure as hell better kill the Emperor, <laughs> you know? Like, that's, killing the Emperor is good, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, and I feel like killing Snoke is, like, good, too. Yeah, you know? but I feel, but yeah. it's more to, like, the personal choices, right? Because the Emperor does die. Right. Right? But, like, if Luke had, like, killed him you know in like anger or like whatever like right things wouldn't have turned out like the way that yeah. we wanted to or the way that he right wanted. sure I, I just i don't know i'm not i'm not trying to justify kylo ren because i think there's this degree which you're right especially like the way the language of these films talks about anger but i'm also like man like that's whack like you know <laughs> no here's, here's what i'm saying yeah go ahead sorry if yeah. like I don't know. I think it's important that he killed both Han and Snow. Yes, yeah. Because if it was one or the other, like, that leaves room for, like, different interpretations of, like, what kind of person is he going to be. Right, yeah. But, like, the fact that he ch- did both, that he both, like, killed his father, like, at the behest of Snoke, and then killed Snoke, like, not as a revenge thing, like, not as, you know, it's, like, right. because, like, he wanted to be in charge. Right, It's yeah. like, that shows what kind of person he is. And, like, yeah. I feel like he's done. And, like, there is some complexity to it because Luke says, you know, like, if you if you kill me, like, I'll always be with you just like Han is, right? So, like, yeah. he's not, like, in this state of, like, contentment or, like, finality. Like, there's always going to be this struggle in him. Right. But I think, like, he has chosen his path. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. And so I just, yeah, I, I was just disputing that, like, the act of killing Snoke is like, but you're you're arguing that like the reasons yeah. are sort of the yeah. I'm not saying right? it's like a a good or bad thing. <laughs> right. It's like a you know, it's like a finality. Yeah. Of like yeah, he's decided who he's gonna become, and so the next movie <laughs> better not change. Yeah. That. Well, you know, I don't know, man. Although I I should look it up, but I, I heard that Ryan Johnson was like co-writing. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard all sorts of things, so like I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying like, to think as because I at least yeah, because I feel like possible. Yeah, because um, I feel like at least if that, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if Ryan Johnson's like around, like both those things probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I don't know. Like mm-hmm. yeah, and I think you know, I don't think people are wrong in like saying that like oh like yeah, Kyler Ren's gonna get a redemption arc. Like yeah, I mean they might end up being, but I don't think that's unreasonable prediction, yeah. right? No, my uh, my my only wishes for episode nine are one, Ray and Finn are together yeah. in like more than a single scene. Mm-hmm. Um, women and... loving women, men loving men, solidarity. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <coughs> and two, uh, that Daisy Ridley's mental health stays intact. Yes, yeah. Those are my only wishes. Those are, those are uh, I mean, yeah, particularly the mental health thing. You know, those are more important. Man, uh, shout-outs to Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, my gosh, bless. Hope she's doing okay. Yeah. That New York Times op-ed was very good. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you should go read. She she wrote a thing after all the horrible stuff. Yeah. That happened to her, uh, and it was very good. It's very good, yeah. Shout-outs to, shout to Kelly Marie Tran. Also, yeah, like, I just don't understand, like... And this is sort of the thing. I mean, it speaks to the way people interpret these things, you know? That it's, like, not... It's not Ryan Johnson who gets pushed off Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's Kelly Marie Tran, and mm-hmm. you know that's yeah, it's, yeah. That says everything you need to know about mm-hmm. about that stuff, right? Yeah. But it's yeah, it's not it's not always very loud. Or like even like yeah, it's like I mean I guess people broadly have been like, oh, Lucas shouldn't have sold it to to Disney, but anyway. Um, yeah. Well, sort of um, along with that, I sort of want to talk about like how the movie sort of starts to undo legacy a little bit Mm -hmm. like i think it's interesting how like i mean like snoke brings up kylo's bloodline right as like the potential of the potential of your bloodline Mm -hmm. you're right and that's clearly like bad right well no but i i it is but i think it's interesting because he uh it seems to no longer be like swayed by that idea because he's like you're a disappointment like well but then he's not though I mean, it's a, because he's, like, thoroughly fooled by Kylo Ren's whole act. Yeah. No, but you're you're right, yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I was just going to say that, like, it's interesting that, like, but Luke, it's never brought up about Luke being Vader's. Yeah. So, I mean, like, at least it is, but, like, it's only sort of in, like, the plot synopsis-y sense, right? It's not, like, <laughs> it's not thematic. And then also, like, Ray. Not mm-hmm. having parentage, right? Yeah. But also, like, being as powerful as Kylo Ren is, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think there's sort of this... Yeah, like, I think maybe this is the one aspect of the film that I will, like, grant. <laughs> I will grant you this. <laughs> as subversive is that it it sort of undoes that, that mm-hmm. sense of, like, yeah. you know... It, like... I think, yeah, you could argue it does, like, what the movie's saying is, like, yeah, the past matters and, like has value but like also decoupling like right yeah that like this does not equal this right when i think i mean all the time the thing is yeah like i that's sort of the thing is that like at the end of this movie in particular like i also yeah like how do people read that last scene as anything other than like isn't star wars awesome (laughs) you know because it's literally like kids being like yeah like we're playing Star Wars, yeah. you know, we're telling the story of Star Wars. And then you go outside like, man, I'm bummed out doing these chores, but like someday I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and it's like, Star Wars, yes! Yeah. You know? Um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. But yeah, but I do think, that's sort of the thing is I also am like, I I mean, it's weird because I don't know if Return of the Jedi does this entirely, but the end of Return of the Jedi, I was like, man, like we can break free from the mm-hmm. structures that define us and, like, our generation. Like, we can be something different, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, choose a different path, right? And, like, not, you know, get caught up in, like, the circular, you know, mm-hmm. recursive, like, structure of, it's you know, a poem. Of, like, yeah, of light and dark. Yeah, it rhymes. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then, like, the end of this movie is, like, yeah, like, Star Wars, you know? <laughs> like, these kids are going to grow up and be in the... Uh, 
I don't what's it look up the Sistoris. Like, you know, what's gonna be next after the resistance, right? Oh. <laughs> and like I just yeah, like I want there to be like what yeah, like what you know, if we're gonna get an episode ten, oh. heaven forbid, like what is episode ten about? And like is it something different? Probably not. And that's just like really depressing. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, even though, like, yeah, like, I think the way this movie sort of is, like, yeah, like, this idea of, like, bloodline and, like, legacy mm-hmm. being attached to, like, who should be in power mm-hmm. and, like, who should, you know, who has, like, power in the force, right, yeah. especially is, like, bad. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, okay. Anyway, I'm maybe just going to hit a couple things. So something, um, yeah, and obviously you can chime in, but, like uh ray's arc in this movie like i think we talked about this already like how i mean we didn't actually get into it which maybe we should but like i think the stuff on the island and yeah for the most part although not as bad as i remembered it being um is really interested in in luke and kylo's relationship and sort yeah. of the the creation of the jedi mm-hmm. and like what the jedi mean right mm-hmm. and is sort of less interested in how Ray is, like, working through that stuff. Yeah, like, I <coughs> wrote, I was specifically looking at this, and, like, it's been a while since we watched it, so remind me if I did forget something. Yeah. But I was specifically watching for, like, why, like, what changes her opinion about Kylo Ren and stuff, because, like, at the beginning, like, the first time they do the first time, Force time, whatever, that stupid thing. I, I don't like this part of the movie at all. Yeah. Um, the first time they, like, communicate with each other, um, she's, like, super mad at him, um, yeah. you know, for killing Han. And she's like, you're a monster. You're a terrible person. Right. Um, and stuff. And I was like, look, I was, like, taking notes. I was like, okay, like, what changes this? And yeah. it changes after she, like has her like force cave moment yeah like Mm -hmm. the mirror scene like it changes and she's like much more open and stuff to like talking with him um and stuff but like it's still the movie doesn't explain like (laughs) the movie doesn't care to explain like oh like what her feelings are like what any of it means (laughs) like and it's just like it literally just like all of a sudden it's like oh like there's good in him well, but, so, I mean, okay, to be fair, there's this whole thing with, like, you know, like, finding out, like, how Kylo Ren, like, became Kylo Ren, and, like, you yeah, know, the, but Luke, like, like, not telling her the whole truth, and, like, you know. Yeah, but the, mo- the movie doesn't care about that. It, like, expects you to be like, oh, look at these reasons. But, like, it doesn't show us, like, any of her, like, working through that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I entirely agree. Okay. Yeah, I'm, like, with you in general. Um, because I think the thing is that, like, that I think that mirror scene is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, sort of this this sense that, like, and I think it's also the first time that, like, yeah, like, I, like, intellectually, I'm into Ray, mm-hmm. And I really like Daisy Ridley. I think she puts in, like, performance. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, watching Force Awakens, I'm like, oh, she's, you know, she's, like, a tough lady who can use the Force. She's so good. And she's very cool. And no. I'm like, yeah, like, neat, no, you know? No, Force, Awa- Force Awakens, like... Just that beginning, the beginning scenes oh, yeah. with her does, like, way more for exploring, like, her interior world and life okay, than, no. like, all of last year. Sure, sure. Okay, let me finish my plot. Okay. <laughs> um, but, 
like that scene where she's I mean first of all that scene where she's like I'm scared and I don't know what's going on that's good right and the scene where she's like looking in the mirror and just like trying to find like a sense of self Mm -hmm. that's like fractured and like disconnected from like anything concrete and like how do you like sort of navigate that like that was the first time that I really like resonated with like what Ray was going through like Mm -hmm. emotionally right because I actually think the thing is like yes like I think I agree with you that like there's this setup in Force Awakens but like the movies I mean the movie's not interested in articulating the emotional journeys of any of its characters Mm -hmm. yeah Force Awakens I'm saying anyway okay I'm I'm being salty about I will modify yeah the movie does not (laughs) care at like establishing or explaining um her connections with other people yes in a way because and like that's it that is like such an important thing in force awakens is that like she is like looking and like yearning for this family and like connections right and stuff um but like she has like difficulty like connecting with it some like you know um it's like placed in front of her um and this movie yeah it's the stuff like the things that you mentioned are good yes um and i like you know i do like the parts where she's like gets kind of intense um and she's like i you know where she says to luke like uh, Mm -hmm. you know kylo ren filled you but i won't right but like yeah i feel like this movie is not that interested in like her connections with other people and what it means to her well i also think that like it's like I mean, I think there's sort of this, like, the by the end of Last Jedi, I think where Rey is at is she's finally like, oh, like, I don't, like, I don't need this, like, abstract family mm-hmm. to be whole. And, like, I don't need Kylo Ren. And I don't even need Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need this sort of entry into the system, right? Mm-hmm. What I need is, like, a, a belief in my own self-worth and mm-hmm. my own, like, you know, sort of, um, right? And I think that's, like, I think that's in the movie. But, yeah, it's not... Like, Kylo and Luke get a big climactic moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, the moment that Rey gets in that is Luke saying that he's not the last Jedi, referring to Rey. Yeah. Right? Like, she doesn't get a voice with which to, like, proclaim, Mm -hmm. like, her own status in this film. And, like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I do think that, uh, you know, like, I I don't think the movie, like, doesn't value but it's yeah it's not as interested in in her as it is in kylo or luke right like that's just it's not not what i'm looking for no yeah well i think i think it is actually i think it's a weakness in this movie like i think like ray ray like you know despite like me griping about force awakens earlier like she's one of the standout parts of that movie (laughs) right and like i wish yeah i wish that this was a movie that was more invested in her um and like, and like, yeah, because I feel like, you know, um, like it's yeah. Part of the problem is like, I mean, I think um, Finn, Ray, and Poe, who are all great, but like also like don't. I feel like I couldn't get a grasp on in Force Awakens. Like, mm-hmm. none of them really get like that much more characterized by this movie. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Again, what is episode nine going to be? Oh Who knows? No. <laughs> like you can't. I mean, I guess Lando's in it. Yeah. Cool. I like Lando. I like yeah. Billy D. Williams. Yeah. 
he's hope in. Hope he's doing okay. Yeah, I hope so too. He uh, hurt his back real bad on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's right. You told me about that. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to shout out or mention? Um, yeah, shout outs to the deleted scenes of Finn. (laughs) Because, uh... Oh, yeah, those are cool. I still haven't watched them, but they sound cool. Yeah. I don't know if you can watch them, or... Aren't they on, like, some bonus features or something? I mean, we We should look. We have the disc. (laughs) Yeah, it might not be Um, in the version we have, though, because, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, there's just, um... (coughs) supposedly you know these deleted scenes of finn after they um like when they get to whatever ship or base they're Mm -hmm. um trying to get to to like hack the computer um with rose and dj and stuff and it's like there's these scenes where he like finds he like runs into like these stormtroopers who were like part of his you know unit or whatever and he like knew them and stuff and he like starts like trying to like explain to them like you know the things that he's like learned and like it plays into this whole thing of like yeah like the sides are not equal and like finn like making like the active choice to like be part of the the resistance um and stuff and then like phasma comes in and she like kills all the other stormtroopers and stuff and then like oh it's so good um (laughs) and stuff and it's like it's like yeah like i think it works all right like you know, the part where Finn's like, you know, I'm, like, rebel scum. It's, like, good. Yeah. And stuff. He's, and, I mean, Drumway is very good. <laughs> and I like, you know, um, the fight is, like, very short, but I do like the fight between Finn and Phasma. It's cool. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, yeah, the movie is not interested in that. And, like, it was, you know, cut. And, yeah, it's a long movie, but, like, there are always choices being yeah. made. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, yeah. the movie just uh, <laughs> doesn't focus hardly at all on what I, you know wish it would focus on um but like the fact that those scenes like exist it's like it's so close <laughs> it's yeah. out there <laughs> like right. i could have been so happy <laughs> well like, you know people don't make movies just for you yeah. unfortunately well maybe they should <laughs> <laughs> i think that's i mean except for clueless i should be oh yeah yeah clueless greatest movie it's a really good movie mm-hmm. shout outs to clueless yeah yeah, maybe someday we'll do a podcast about Clueless. Oh my gosh. Just yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that. Anyway, yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. Maybe we'll do a teen teen mm. movie some point. Teen <laughs> movie season. Although we'll like have to rewatch a lot of movies that we watched <laughs> together this year. Yeah, that's what we watched a ton of teen movies this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. They're, they're fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout outs to Heathers. Yeah, Heathers is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout outs to Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but Clueless, the crown jewel, the yes. best of them all. Yeah, even, even I might even venture to say, by far, Clueless is a very good movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think that, oh wait, okay. Before we, before we sign off, we have to talk about nature versus machine. Uh, yes. And the force. Yes. Because that's what we do. Yes, and I, I'm, I'm sure that you have thoughts. Because you always do. Um, for me, I didn't super notice anything. Yeah, it's not, again, it's also not. I feel like these movies are way less interested in that than either the prequels or yeah. the original trilogy. But it's there, like, the the first scene where... Or maybe it's the second scene. I don't know. At some point when when Rey is force-skyping mm-hmm. uh, Kylo Ren, um, 
he's she's like out in the rain mm-hmm. and he's like in the factory where they're yeah. like building you know and there's this like i think there's immediate contrast mm-hmm. set up um it's also interesting that like you know when when kylo and ray like touch hands using mm-hmm. force magic that's like the um they're in the hut they're not in yeah like her, his space mm-hmm. right um like that's i think kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh i don't know i think that's all i got <laughs> I think it's maybe all the movies got too. Yeah, no, um, I mean, I like, it's like there. it makes sense. Like, I think it mostly just comes from like the location of like, yeah, this ancient temple. Yeah, is like on this like secluded, like super beautiful <coughs> island, and stuff. Yeah. And like Luke does talk about like the Force, like explicitly right. being like you know about like the living things, and like there's the like montage. Well, of, and also like, and death, right? Yeah, that it's like this the this... montage of like the flowers growing and like. The, like the right. bones and the ground. And yeah, stuff. which I think is, I mean, it's really good. But also, I think, yeah, like, I mean, something I'd really like to see, and I don't know, maybe Kotor Knights of Republic 2 gets into this, mm-hmm. um, is that, yeah, like, explicitly, like, the idea of the Force being this, like, connecting, like, this thing between all living things that, like, you know, mm-hmm. binds us and, and penetrates us and <laughs> brings us all together or whatever. Like, that, <laughs> I still, like, can't get over it. It's just one of those words. Yeah. Not anyway. a good enough reason to use the word penetrate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you haven't seen Pitch Perfect. I have not seen Pitch Perfect. Um, but, you know, um, is that it explicitly sort of, like, like, transcends, like, binaries? And, like, that there's, mm-hmm. like, it's a, you know, the force is literally, like, an in-between space, which you know, that's what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, like, yeah, like, I don't know, this movie kind of hints at that, but doesn't get into it, right? Yeah. And that's really interesting. Like, you know, that like, yeah, like, the force feeling the force is feeling both life and death mm-hmm. right yeah and that's not and the thing is i don't think it's even like yeah like the movie's not like oh and death that's the dark side like yeah. and life that's the light side you know it's like yeah. you know and yeah i don't think any of the other movies are like that either right mm-hmm. um that yeah like there's i don't know like that's sort of the thing is i i think like people talk about how this movie sort of subverts the binaries of star wars and i think it does it does in some ways it's like I think pretty explicitly, like, the Jedi were not great. And, like, mm-hmm. part of Luke's failure yeah. is that he continued to perpetuate the systems of the Jedi, like, you know, as much as he could, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and that, you know, ends up not working out. But I wish it would get more, like, yeah, like, what yeah. is, you know, if if Luke is not the last Jedi, like, what do Rey's Jedi look like? Yeah. Especially if she's, like, carried around the sacred texts. Yeah. It's probably just going to be the Jedi again because... Gotta gotta make seventeen of these movies. No. <laughs> yeah. When will we get the Star Wars equivalent of Infinity War? No, When's that coming? Baby, don't <laughs> don't do this. I'm just talking about the truth. <laughs> don't do this to either of us. <laughs> I know. I'm just being just being salty. Mm-hmm. Man. Well. Uh, yeah. Shout outs to my least favorite movie of twenty seventeen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh, this year has been too short and too long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I think that's going to do it for us. Unless yeah, you have some we final no, I'm I'm good. I'm ready to um, leave this in the past. Yeah. Uh, see the value that is in it, but uh, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm not. Move. I'm not here to kill Last Jedi. I'm uh, just no, here to grow beyond it. It's good. Yeah, we are what we grow beyond. Yep. As Yoda, as Yoda, or they grow beyond. Yeah. Um. So, can you not put your foot on my chair? Sorry. It's twisty, and I'm, like, turning this way. Anyway. Um, Well, we are hosted 
by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find them at abnormalmapping.com and support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Do it. Yeah. You can find us at Seasons Movie Pod. Mm-hmm. And you can email us questions at seasonspod at gmail.com. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on the website at abnormalmapping.com slash seasonsmoviepod. Uh, you can find me at jacob.benfell on Twitter. Where can people find you, Emma? Um, good question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's at University of Wales um, on Twitter. Isn't it just you of Wales? Mm, maybe. That's Maybe what I have. Those... That's what I have written here. Oh. So you're probably. <laughs> I don't know. One of them, the full one is one for Instagram and uh, one for Twitter. So... I think the full one is that. So yeah. Um. Yes. Correction. You can find me at U of Wales. The letter U of Wales. The aquatic mammal. Someday I will learn my own handle. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, for this long and you know long awaited long anticipated by our millions of fans yeah long feared through (laughs) every episode we've talked about how scared we were of recording this podcast yeah but it's been pretty good yeah yeah so we'll leave it in 2018 yeah well yeah shout outs to a bad year (laughs) um hope next year's better probably won't be (laughs) anyway (laughs) on that note (laughs) Peace, y'all. Thank you. Peace, baby.